Alright, welcome to episode 9 of the X Nihilo Podcast. It's me, Eddie, back at you again for what is going to be my first solo episode of the show. Super happy to be doing that. I wanted to remind you about something, though. So if you're listening to this and you're kind of wondering how the heck do I get started on dieting, fitness, exercise, whatever it is, um, whatever reason you're listening to this podcast or on the blog or YouTube, whatever, please go on to the site, exnihilohealth.com. Check out our Quick Start Health Guide. Um, Check that out. It'll help you get started. It's pretty robust. It's got some information on dieting, exercise, um, and some of the spiritual stuff as well, like meditation, and give you some tips and tricks and, and how to get going and, and in the right direction. So if you kind of feel like you're in no man's land with your diet, this is what you want to jump on. So do that. All I'll ask for is an email address to jump on our mailing list. And it's not like I'm going to spam the heck out of you. All I'm going to be doing is giving you content and value in return. So all I'm doing is just giving with that email. There won't be any, hey, buy my products because, well, <laughs> at least as of, as of right now, <laughs> there are no products, so there's nothing for me to, to, to sell you. It's all about giving, giving, giving. So please, I encourage you to jump on that. Now, what are we doing here today? What's the point of this? One of the most important things for me in the last several months has been really honing in my morning routine. Sounds boring. Sounds like something old people do. But really, all of the top CEOs and top business leaders and top ministry leaders uh, in the United States and not sure around the world, but I'd imagine quite a few are, all of those top folks are are honing in and, and coming up with the perfect morning routine for them. It's really important. It's hugely important. Now, think about your morning here for a second. What do you do in the morning? Well, I'd imagine it starts out with you rolling out of bed. I'm taking a little sip of water here. Probably starts with you hopping out of bed um, probably about 20 to 30 minutes before you need to leave, right? Yeah, exactly. And so what are you like in this state? Well, you've probably hit snooze a few times and you're uh, in, a, in a tizzy and you're ready to get the heck out of there. So you jump out of bed as fast as you can. and what do you do? You go to the bathroom. If you're a woman, you put your makeup on or do your hair. Um, you brush your teeth. You do all those things. Grab a quick bite to eat. Um, if you eat, and we'll talk about that later. Um, and if you drink coffee, you guzzle down some coffee to get you going with cream and sugar. I know some people that use canned milk in their coffee. <laughs> we'll talk about that later as well. And you're out the door. That's pretty fast to be completely out of the door and ready to go. But that's what we do most of the time. We don't have a process. And so majority of us have uh, stress at home. We have stress at work. We are in a constant state of chronic fatigue, uh, anxiousness. And we don't know why, but we start the morning every morning like a lion's chasing us. And we get up and our heart rate goes up and we just are trying to get out of the house. And what I really want to make the case for today in this podcast is really to get you in the mindset that your mornings matter. That's incredibly important for you to be honed in, locked in for whatever you can do, 20, 30. I would recommend 60 minutes every morning where you're locked in working on you. 
Most people love to work in their lives, but very few work on their lives. What we notice is the most successful people in the world work on their lives. If you want to be successful, be great at what you do, whether that is whether whether you're a ministry leader, a nonprofit leader, a business leader, um, whether you're a CEO or whether you're a stay-at-home mother or a student, whatever it is you do, you want to be as good as you can at possible because that's being a good steward of what you've been given in your life. And so if you want to be that, we know that the morning is hugely important. So I'm going to walk through a few things. Three things actually. The first thing I'm going to walk through is why you need a routine. Why is it important for you to get a morning routine locked in? I'm going to walk through a few different points there. Next, we're going to walk through things that you are doing now, but you shouldn't be doing them. <laughs> things that you're doing when you wake up now that you shouldn't be doing, and what's the ramifications of that? And then lastly, we're going to talk about the things that you actually do need to be doing. What are some of the, the tips that I have that are going to help you better your morning, right? We're going to walk through those. And then finally, lastly, I'm going to give you my, my morning routine. What do I do in the morning and how do I perform that way? So first, why you need a morning routine. First reason you need a, a morning routine is you are more focused in the first hour of your day than any other day in throughout your entire day. Yeah, I know it, it, it seems almost a little bit unbelievable, but yes, that first morning when you're in a fog and in a haze and you're rushing to get to, to, to uh, work or school, whatever it is, that is your most power hour, your most powerful hour of that day. Like I said, CEOs and business leaders will, will rest on this because it's so important and it's shown so many results and it has in my life and it has in theirs. You are more focused in this hour. What does that mean? That means you're able to focus your mind on certain things and those things um, will, will work in your life and, and get you more ready and focused for the entire day and in your week. You have to be focused in this hour. So if, you, if you've got the ability to focus, why not focus on something that's gonna be powerful, impactful, and important for you? That's why you've gotta focus on this hour. That's the first thing. You've got, you've got to harness that ability. If you've got an hour where your brain functions better, let's take advantage of that. Later, I'm going to talk about a few hacks, personal hacks that I use to even kick this hour up a notch to make it even more impactful for me. The second reason why you need a routine, it helps you beat stress. That's right. We wake up so stressed out in the morning, right? Well, I mentioned that thing about our lying chasing us. There's actually some science behind that, right? So in the morning, your body is awakened by a hormone in your body called cortisol. And cortisol wakes you up in the morning. It's your, your stress hormone. It's the thing that uh, reacts to the, the light and helps you and rises in your body and it allows you to wake up and you're able to then focus and do the things you do. That's our stress hormone. Well, it's great that you have high cortisol in the morning because it does wake us up. But a lot of us suffer something called chronic stress, which is a dysregulation in our hormones, right? I'm not a doctor, but I can tell you that chronic stress is plaguing Americans today. And a lot of it has to do with uh, adrenal fatigue and cortisol releases at wrong times of the day. Well, some of our cortisol is shot through the roof because we live our lives all throughout our day like a, line is ch a proverbial line is chasing us. What I mean by that is uh, our hearts are racing because of uh, a stress throughout the day, whether that's 
let's say uh, a boss is upset at work or your spouse is unhappy or kids are screaming or uh, you have a deadline to hit or maybe you have a project that needs to be due or you've got too many things on your plate, whatever that is, that's why we've got chronic stress throughout those days. Well, what does that do to our mornings? Well, that puts us in one of two places. One, your cortisol is going to be through the roof when you wake up me leaving you in this tired but wired feeling where you're extra jittery and and awake but just kind of tired at the same time and you you're trying to figure out well, what the heck am i tired am i awake what's going on usually we turn to coffee or some food to kind of supplement that the second way we wake up is with very little cortisol very little cortisol is a result of adrenal fatigue now adrenal fatigue has got many definitions but for the basic definitions it the basic definition for you guys is that adrenal fatigue is an overproduction of our adrenal glands where we've got hormones out of whack, whether that's our cortisol or our uh, or insulin, all these different hormones that we have in our body, our testosterone and progesterone. These things are out of whack, causing hormones to spike and to decline at times that they shouldn't. So cortisol is low in that moment for us in that, or it could be high, one of the two. And that has a lot to do with the chronic stress. Well, <clears throat> our Morning routine can help us combat that stress and help bring that cortisol down. How can I do that? Well, we're going to get into it a little bit later, but for just a little bit high level overview, things like meditation, things like prayer, things like uh, deep breathing exercises, these things can help us relax and calm our body so that way as we're going into the day, we go in with a clear head and a clear mind a clear heart and we're able to react to things the right way rather than with lashing out in stress. You ever see that person that <clears throat> has gone through something really stressful and that day and then you try to talk to them and they snap at you? Well, what's happening to them in that moment is that their their central nervous system, their body is really incredibly stressed at that point, right? It's very stressed out. And so their cortisol is through the roof, their heart's racing, they're a little anxious, maybe palms are sweaty. And so their, their fight or flight, essential nervous, their part of their brain is is overreacting to certain things. And so when you talk to them, they freak out at you and they don't know how to react. Well, if you can hone in this this hour of your day or half hour of your day and, and, and do some deep breathing exercises or some meditation or prayer, whatever it is for you, you're going to be able to help set the set the tone for the entire day. It's hugely important that we we, we conquer stress in our whole lives as we've seen Chronic stress is killing people, it's leading to disease, it's leading to fatigue, it's leading to broken relationships. If we can beat stress in this hour, that's going to go a long way for our longevity and not only just for the days, the weeks, and the months, but for the years ahead. Okay, why else do you need a routine? Mornings have the ability to set forth in motion whatever you're going to feel for that whole day. I already touched in that, I already touched on that with stress, but think about this. You wake up 10 minutes before your day. You feel rushed and panicked, right? Well, how do you feel when you get to work after that 10 minutes? You get in your car, you turn the radio on, you're still jittery in the car, you get to work, you're still jittery at work. That's because that morning set forth everything that was going to happen to you that day. And so that sets and forth the panic. You want to be productive at work? The quickest way to not be productive <laughs> is to have a terrible morning get to work and try to have a good morning at work. It's impossible. You're not going to be productive. You're going to reap the benefits of whatever happened in that morning. Most people don't see their morning as an investment. If you 
want to be successful at whatever it is you do and to be comfortable and have longevity in your life, what you're going to need to do is see your morning, that first hour of your day as an investment on yourself. Can you do that? Can you feel that that morning is an investment? Most people think it's a waste of time and that time is the most valuable entity that they have. And so if they're spending an hour on this, which is a morning routine, then it's not going to be productive and spending hours on other things, right? But that's silly. Take school, for example, or college, or even your graduate school. Sure, you're not making any money doing the schooling, are you? In fact, you're probably spending a lot of money doing it. But what would we see it as? We see it as an investment. You've invested time. It's that way later you'll be successful, right? I know that the, the financial guru, Dave Ramsey, always says, live like no one else so later you can live like no one else. Well, that's what I would tell you about this. Spend that hour and live like no one else because no one is doing the morning routine other than these very successful people. That way later you can live like no one else. And what do I mean by that? One, greater longevity. Most of us want to be around for our grandkids and our great-grandkids. You're going to be less stressed, right? Two, the short term, being successful in your job, being successful uh, at school or with your family, right? And then three, how about the relational aspect of being stress-free in the morning? Very, very stress-free. You're able to with better engage with your spouse, better engage with your kids, better engage with your brother or sister, mom, dad, family, whatever it is. You're able to engage those relationships well. Maybe you're a successful person and you're listening to this. You're thinking, okay, get to the point. What, what What's the catch? How do I actually do this? Well, slow down for a second. You're successful already. Imagine, just for a second, if you could perfect your craft a little bit. When I was uh, playing in the NFL, uh, particularly for the Chicago Bears, I remember we went to the NFC Championship in 2010. I remember coming out on the practice field my first practice. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to jump the gun a little bit. I'm going to be 20 minutes early to practice, get some work in. What did I find? Well, I found some of the most well-known athletes and the veterans on that team already out on the field working. They were stretching, working with trainers to get to get loose. They were um, throwing footballs, catching balls, doing quick drills. You see, a practice is scheduled where you have a warm-up built into the practice, and then you've got a warm-up before even the full team periods so there's already two warm-ups but what were these guys doing they were getting a third warm-up they were perfecting their craft imagine if you could be that in your life where you taking this hour and you're perfecting your craft and working on your life take that hour and see it as an investment that's what you need to do okay so let's move on what are the things you're doing in your morning that you shouldn't be doing that are costing you Maybe you're listening to this and you're thinking, my morning's not that bad. I've already kind of got most of it figured out. So there's not really too much I need to work on. Uh, maybe if there is, they're the little things. Well, let's go through a few things that I see happening that have happened not just in my life, but in the people around me's life that I see that it is costing them. Well, number one is this. You're probably not already getting enough sleep. So when we wake up, in our morning, we're exhausted. We've got bags under our eyes. Our skin is flushed. Um, we 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 were up all night watching Netflix or at a friend's house, and it's 12:30. We went to bed on a Tuesday, um, and I woke up at six, and I got five and a half hours of sleep. And so I go, oh man, I better just pound some coffee and get going. Well, in order for you to perfect your morning routine, you're going to have to really have a good night's sleep. 
I recommend seven and a half to nine and a half hours of sleep. Now, for type A personalities, and you could check this out in a good book called um, Anxiety and Stress by um, Archibald Hart. He's a doctor, on psycho, uh, psychologist, a uh, great book. Um, actually, no, the book's called Adrenaline and Stress by Dr. Archibald Hart. I'm going to go ahead and link that in the show notes for this. I recommend everyone read that book. But he recommends for type A personalities, that's people that are go, 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 go all of the time, right? That's someone like me who just, people have to tell you to rest, right? You're that type of person. He recommends a high number of number of hours of sleep. You're going to need nine to nine and a half, even 10 hours of sleep a night. You think that's ridiculous, but like I said, it's an investment. It's an investment on your soul and on your body. And if you want to try to beat time by sleeping six hours and working 18 of them, just remember that at the end of your life, you're going to lose a few years from chronic stress and getting stress-related illnesses, right? So make sure we, we see this hours investment. And I'm going to link that book in the show notes for you. Another thing I'd recommend to help you do this, and maybe, okay, let's back up. Maybe you do sleep seven, eight, nine hours a night, but you just feel like it's not, for some reason, I'm not profiting from those hours. Well, there's a great app called Sleep Cycle. You can download it. And I'm completely unaffiliated with this. It's not my app. I'm not getting paid for it, but I do use it a lot and I've recommended it a lot. It's called Sleep Cycle. It's like a, an orange clock app. Um, 99 cents on the app store. Download this. This will actually, this can help you track your sleep. And not only that, you'll be able, it's some, there's some real good analytics uh, attached to it as well. You're able to create different things you did throughout the day. Whether that was, I had um, high number of carbs today. I was stressed today. I had coffee this morning. I had tea this morning. Um, whatever the, the the metric is, you're able to to log to have multiple. I have about 40 on mine. Multiple checkpoints. You're able to check the boxes of the things that you've done throughout the day, and then you're able to go ahead and put your sleep app cycle on. Put it under your under your uh, sheet on your mattress, and then when you wake up, you'll get a percentage of how well you slept, and you'll see the graph of when you were in. You know from from the top being awake and all the way bottom to being deep, deep sleep, REM sleep, right? Your rapid eye movement sleep. And you're gonna see your graph and how how you bounced in and out of REM, REM, right? Rapid eye movement, how you bounced that in and out of that all night. And you're gonna be able to see uh, how you, how well you slept. And so for most nights when I first started using the app, I was in the 60%, 70% um, range, which is not good. You wanna be 90 plus percent every night. And so as I checked these boxes, I was able to see, okay, it looks like I had coffee uh, past 2 p.m. today. And I realized that every time I had coffee past 2 p.m., I slept about an average of 4 or 5% worse. You're going to be able to actually even see that in the app. It's going to tell you with whatever metric it uses, you tend to sleep this much better, right? And so for me, it was some of the things like I ate fully bulletproof slash paleo slash ex nihilo esque style food, which is a very low carbohydrate diet on on non workout days, uh, very paleolithic in, in lots of protein, lots of high good quality fats, and lots of green cruciferous vegetables. I felt when I ate that type of diet, I was uh, performing at a higher level. Another thing you can try uh, as a sleep pack is honey, right? A raw local honey, a teaspoon of that. For me, I was getting about eleven percent better sleep every time I took that honey. So there's a little hack for you in there. But I'm going to link that in the show notes as well so you'll be able to go find that. 
So what are some other things you're doing that you shouldn't be doing? Well, you wake up at the last minute. And we kind of touched on this one, but I'll go over it again to beat a dead horse. If you want to be successful, more successful if you're already successful, but if you want to be successful going on through throughout your days and in your weeks and months and, and years until you, you, know, you see the corridor of your entire life, you're going to have to wake up early. Now, for most people, that means you're going to have to go to bed early, right? For the type A's, for me, I'm in bed preferably by 9 p.m. I've got two small kids. i got a three-year-old girl and a, and a one-year-old boy. It's hard. They wake up early anyway. My daughter, she's up at 5.50, 6, 6 a.m. So to beat her up, I've got to wake up early. And so that means I've got to go to bed early. So I'm in, hopefully in bed by 9. But at the very latest, I don't want to see, I don't want to see 10 p.m. On my, on my phone or my watch before... Uh, I go to bed. I want to see 9 something. So that's 9.38 or 9.01 or 9.45. But I do not want to see 10. Um, I don't want to see 10 at all. I want to get to bed uh, early so I can wake up early. And what that means is, before I mention that, there's another little little tidbit. So your cortisol <clears throat> is going to actually spike at around 11 p.m. Most people spikes at 11 p.m. There's a late second wind spike. That's great if you're studying for your SATs or you got your finals in college or whatever it is. But for most of us, we want to try to beat that to bed. So we want to be in bed sleeping by that time that spikes. If your cortisol spikes, that kind of that that's that stress hormone that gives you a little bit of a wakingness. That's why an old football coach of mine told me for my his mom used to tell him and he told me that for every hour you get of sleep uh, before midnight it's worth two after midnight, right? So what that means is this. If you go to bed and you sleep 12 to eight, you're gonna get eight, about eight hours of sleep. Good, but you don't feel as rested as if you sleep from nine to five. You ever notice that? If you if you get to bed early and you just go 9.30 to 5.30 or nine to six or 10 to, to six, you feel better than when you sleep one, one, if you go to bed at 1 a.m. and wake up at 9 a.m. You got eight hours of sleep, but it's not the same. And so I would say always work on getting to bed early. You have to get to bed early because you need to wake up early. And if you wake up early, you can put some of the things we're talking about into practice. What's the other thing you do that you shouldn't be doing? Well, you stuff your face with carbs. <laughs> most people most people today in America, there's this low-fat deal, and you can read all about it on the website and on the blog, but there's a low-fat uh, fear with people, right? We don't want fat in our diets. We want uh, good, healthy, quote unquote, carbohydrates in the morning with protein, but we don't want fat because fat basically gives you a heart attack. Well, a lot of that's been debunked and we can debate about that forever, but this isn't what it's about. But what I'm going to tell you will make a little bit of sense as we go through some of the things we do need to do. But the last thing you should be doing, in my opinion, is putting tons and tons of carbohydrates in your face when you wake up. When you wake up, you have a big old bowl of like instant oatmeal or maybe you have a sandwich or toast. Well, with that, th those, those carbohydrates are known as glucose in your body. And when you ingest a glucose, uh, you get a nice little fix and it fills your, your muscles with glycogen. And now you've got your body's ready to go and your uh, mind's ready to go. But the thing is, your body uses glucose pretty quickly. And so now say you wake up at 7 a.m. and you're at work at 9, but by 10, 30, 11 o'clock, you're hungry and lunch is until 12, 12, 30, 1 o'clock. And so now you're just going to hit this crash and basically you're on this proverbial roller coaster all day. And so when you eat these carbohydrates right away in the morning, your blood insulin goes up, 
you're excited, you've got glucose in you, you have a little coffee that will help supplement that, but by 10.30, 11 o'clock, you're just grumpy and you're ready for lunch. No, you're ready for lunch no matter what time it is. Even though it's 10.30, 11, you're like, oh, can't, lunch can't come any sooner. I worked in the corporate world for a little bit and all I did was hear people go, oh, I'm starving. Well, it's 10.15 and you ate at 8. You shouldn't be starving. Man, there's people in Africa starving. You shouldn't be starving at 10.15 in your cubicle for crying out loud. But this is what we do to our bodies. We, we put carbohydrates in our body right away and then we set and forth this motion of this roller coaster we're going to have all day. I'm going, to su- I'm going to suggest something more like a high fat diet, a high good quality fat diet. Your brain loves to run off of things, something called ketones. And so becoming fat adapted, which is a very, you know, it, it requires more time to explain. But becoming fat adapted, helping you do that where you're ingesting high quality good fats like coconut oils, like avocado and grass fed butters and, 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 and high quality animal meats. If you're doing that in the morning, it helps keep you satiated a lot longer. And your brain is actually how thankful because your your brain's preferred fuel source is going to be ketones. And so you're going to want to run off that high-fat diet. And so higher fats in the morning are going to help you. What is something else you're doing that you shouldn't be in the morning? One of the things is that you're addicted to coffee. And listen, I love coffee. I'm all about coffee. Trust me. I love coffee. But if you're drinking too much coffee and you're never taking a break from coffee, one, you're addicted to it, but two, your body has has a set of hormones that it needs to function properly, and sometimes, especially in times of chronic stress or fatigue or even adrenal fatigue, you could be trying to fabricate the high of high cortisol with coffee, and what that does is it puts your body in hyperdrive mode with a fabricated alertness, and then when you come down off the coffee, you just crash back into the state that you're in. And so coffee is a way to, you know, first, it's a very good way to have some energy. There's some good benefits to coffee, especially with good quality coffee. But chronic use of coffee every day, all day, or even if it's a pre-workout supplement, some sort of caffeine. So listen, there are lots of people here in Utah, in Salt Lake City, that drink Mountain Dew and Coca-Cola in the morning for the caffeine, which is just crazy, by the way for more reasons than one, but there's caffeine in that too. And so this chronic use of caffeine is putting your body in an overactive state that really when it needs to rest, it can't. And so addicting addiction to coffee can do that to you. And we're gonna talk a little bit about how to uh, hack your coffee to make it a little bit better for you and also maybe some coffee cycling. What's the last thing that you're doing now that you shouldn't be doing? Well, for me, it has been in the past and for a lot of people I know, it's checking your email. The first thing people do when they wake up in the morning is they roll over, slap their alarm, and if they've got their phone under their mattress or they got it under their pillow on, the, on their end table, they pick it up and they immediately, just out of habit, start scrolling through emails. Wow, well, talk about something to, to make you start chasing a lion right off the bat. Checking your email. Most of us find our email inboxes the bane of our existence. And yet, and like me included, we roll over and we immediately start checking those emails. Well, how devastating is that to you to be to, to go to the root of your existence, the root of the evil of your existence, right off the bat in the morning, your email. And then all of a sudden, you've got 10, 15, 20, 30, however many emails you got, 40, 50 emails in your inbox and you're scrolling through them looking and, and what, what happens? Well, you always choose out the most stressful ones in your mind. You go, 
oh, geez, like so-and-so isn't going to be at work today and we really needed him there. Oh, so-and-so is really upset about what happened last week, blah, 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 and whatever the problem is. Oh, I've got a deadline here. Oh, my bank account's in the negative. Whatever you see in your inbox that stresses you out is going to set forth the set forth the course of your entire day. So when you check that email and it's negative and you, you start your day with that negative lion is chasing me emotion in your heart, and that goes over to your breakfast and then your interaction with your wife and your or your husband and your kids and then in your car ride and then at work while you're sitting there and then your interaction with your boss. How can you expect to be successful? The only way you're successful in those moments is if you've got some sort of innate ability to combat chronic stress, which most of us don't have, or it's just by chance and you get lucky or something quickly turns the day. But that's certainly not a way to give yourself the best opportunity to be successful. Okay, now the grand finale. What do I do to get my morning routine in order? What do I do? Well, we talked about the first one already, and that's wake up earlier than you need to. You got to be up at least an hour before. I'm going to skip past that one because we already went through it. All right, here's one of my favorites meditation. Meditation, that's right. 80% of the top CEOs of the Fortune 500 companies use some form of meditation throughout their day. What better way to start your day than to be fully in line with exactly what your mind is doing? You see, your brain is interesting, right? Your brain, most people think their brains con- are continually growing because they they look back on their lives and they see when they were three years old and then they turn four that they grew and their brain got better and five and six and seven and eight and nine. But, but once you hit a certain age, your brain actually likes to stay where it is. It doesn't actually like to, to, to get better on its own. You have to actually start working with it to get it better. So one of the ways we do that is through meditation. Meditation helps you align yourself, your, your heart, your soul, your spirit with exactly what your brain's doing and help be mindful. That's why they call it mindful, mindful techniques. Help you be mindful of exactly what your brain is thinking. Let me give you an example. So say you wake up in the morning, you roll out of bed, you grab your coffee. Uh, it's been 10 minutes and you've already got to get out the door. Well, what is your brain doing in that moment? It's going, okay, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Time to go. Time to go. Time to go. Time to go. And it's saying that all day throughout throughout, throughout the day now, all morning and then into your afternoon. It's saying that. Well, what happens when you get to work at 10, 30, 11, 12 o'clock all throughout your day? Your brain is still saying some of these same things. What happens if at 9 or at let's say eight o'clock when you're leaving the house, you spilled your coffee all over the counter. Well, what do you say to yourself? Oh, what an idiot. That was so stupid. Now I'm going to be late for work. Now you're starting to tell yourself things. And the funny thing about you telling yourself things is you always believe 100% of what you tell yourself. Can I say that again? You always believe 100% of what you tell yourself. And so you're telling yourself these negative things. You've got these negative self-talk going. And most people don't think they talk about themselves very negatively. But when you meditate, you start to realize all of the negative things you've been saying to yourself and how they've been affecting you. So there's the all sorts of meditation, like non-judgment meditation. Well, that's an important one for me because that helps me uh, not judge myself. I'm somebody that doesn't think I judge myself. But when I meditate and do non-judgmental meditation, I start judging myself. For instance, I'm sitting there on my porch and I'm in my meditation, and I'm breathing, and then I realize that I've been trailing off in my meditation. Well, non-judgment meditation helps me realize that I just did that. So I 
go, wait a second, Eddie, you just, you just got mad at yourself for trailing off in your meditation. Because I sat there and I went, oh, Eddie, why can't you focus for 20 minutes? I said that to myself. And I'm going to bring that negativity with me throughout that whole day. But meditating on that non-judgment meditation, it helps me realize that I'm saying those things to myself. And what it does is it allows me to say, you know what? It's okay that you didn't, that's okay that you weren't focused in that moment. But guess what? You're sitting here and you're meditating. That's a victory for you. And so I'm starting to realize those things. It's a huge win. Meditation is so important. There's happiness meditation. There's anxiety meditation. There's anger relief meditation. There's calm meditation. Whatever it is you need in your life, you can begin to implement that to help strengthen your mind. I recently went through a bout of serious uh, adrenal fatigue and stress and anxiety that comes with all of the, the, the hormone fluctuations. And meditation helped my, was a huge part of my recovery. It was a massive part of my recovery because it allowed me to, to see what my mind was doing and saying and to be able to tell my mind that everything's okay in those moments and help seriously reduce my stress. So I'm going to recommend that to you guys. And I'm also going to recommend an app called Calm. It's a blue app just called the Calm app. Calm app is fantastic. I'm going to link it in the show notes as well. It's got all sorts of choices to choose from. You can It'll help walk you through that. It's guided meditation. It's got nice background sounds, lakes and beaches and oceans or rain, whatever you would like. You play that and the woman on there, she talks to you and she talks you through your meditation. It's a fantastic app. I, I think anybody who's ever want to perfect their morning routine, they've got to pick this app up and use it. It's hugely important. Next thing you should do in your morning routine, and this is going to look different for everybody, but it's prayer. So for me, I'm a Christian and I believe that I, I'm, touch, I'm in touch with God. And I think if I've got the first hour of my day, if I'm going to use it and I'm the most focused, like we talked about in this hour, then I want to use it to talk to the most important thing to me and that's God. So I want to, I want to be praying through my morning. I want to be praying. And I also do that through, through reading the Bible. I also do that through reading the Bible and some people are going to, that's not going to resonate with you. And you're going to say, well, I'm not a Christian. I, I believe a different faith. That's fine. Uh, I still think this can have value for you. You can still have value in, in, in meditation and prayer by linking up for whatever it is you want to link up with. And that, that may be your, your God or just uh, deep thinking, deep knowledge, thoughts, whatever that may be, you can have value in this, but whatever gives you purpose if that's what you're living for, you need to connect with it, right? A smart man once said that religion is what you do with your solitude. This is an hour for your solitude to engage, to, to enjoy um, whatever it is that gives you purpose. And for me, that's God. And I want to link up with him as much as I can in these moments. And I want to talk you through a little bit exact, about exactly um, what I do in my meditation here in a second. The third thing you need to do uh, to perfect your morning routine is something called deep breathing exercises. Deep breathing has a, not only does it have a, a actual physical effect, it has an emotional and a uh, emotional and mental effects as well, right? So the physical effect of deep breathing is you're actually drawing in more oxygen in your body. You're allowing your body to circulate more oxygen through it. And that actually does help you relax. But mentally, you're just able to kind of breathe in all of the negative things uh, or breathe in all of the positive things rather in your in in your life and breathe out all of the negative things while you're doing this. You just practice by going in through the nose, out through the nose, and that helps you relax. And you could do that by um, 
whether that's 10 breaths, 20 breaths, some of the meditation and the calm out even, in, even incorporates that as well. So I'm going to encourage you to practice some deep breathing exercises. Um, the fourth thing I want to talk about is proper nutrition in the morning. If you start your day putting junk gasoline into your car, you're going to perform like junk. That just is what it is. Um, so I encourage proper nutrition. We talked about higher fat, high fat, good quality, nutrient-dense foods. And that that's going to be lots of greens, lots of lots of phytonutrients in those greens, um, lots of high fat, like your avocados, your coconut oils. So good pasture-raised eggs with lots of vitamins, K2, some vitamin K2 in there, um, some vitamin D. I would start off with some of that as well. Some of those things. I'm going to talk to you about exactly what I do as well. Um, I'll, you can even do a bulletproof coffee at this point. That's grass-fed butter, MCT oil from coconuts, and good quality coffee. You could do something like my uh, inflammation scavenger smoothie that's on the uh, Ex Nihilo site. I'll link that in the show notes. Packed with about four or five servings of greens in that and helps, helps uh, pull out some of that inflammation in your body, right? So I would definitely encourage proper nutrition. Lastly, on this, be pleasant to yourself. Seems kind of stupid, but we talked about it in the meditation. But what we really want to do is want to be pleasant with yourself. Be gentle with yourself. We're so hard on ourselves, and so many people are hard on us. We go to our work. Our boss is hard on us. Our coworkers are hard on us. Our spouse is hard on us. Our kids are hard on us. Everyone is so hard on us. But we really need to be okay with ourselves. Listen, it's okay to not be okay. You're not perfect. You're never going to be perfect. You've got to enjoy the process of growing yourself at as the years and the days and the months go by. Enjoy it and give yourself a break. It really, don't be so hard on yourself. Some of us are are, harvest, are, are, are uh, harvesting some of these bad memories that we had of our childhoods where our parents or fan, friends or family members weren't very nice to us. I'm gonna tell you, you've gotta be okay with not being okay. You've gotta do it. And listen, the prayer, the Bible reading, the meditation, waking up earlier, nutrition, that's all gonna help you do that. Okay, so what's my morning routine? What do I do? And I'll walk you through what I do. Um, and listen, it took years to perfect this. There were times where I was just like you guys, and I'm getting up at five minutes before my alarm goes off, and I'm jetting out of the house as fast as I can, sucking down coffee. I've been there. But what do I do now? And this is what helps me. This might not work for you, but it certainly works for me, and you're welcome to copy it or tweak it however you want. I always wake with the sleep cycle app. I set my sleep cycle. I wake up. I like to wake up before my kids get up if I can. So like I said, my daughter's up really early. I want to get up early before them. So I wake up early before them. The first thing I do is I grab my Bible um, and I grab uh, my my iPhone because it's got my call map on it. And I'll, and I'll head out to either my porch or my back porch. And if, if I'm lucky, my kitchen table. Sometimes it's pretty chaotic in there with two kids and a dog and wife and cooking and cleaning it's just a little little crazy but i'll try to find a place of solitude that's important so find a place of solitude i'll i'll open up my bible and i read the psalms so i'll read uh one or two psalms usually two psalms a morning and i'll read through the psalms sometimes i'm reading other things but um you know for the purpose of this it's the psalms so i'll read the psalms i'll read one or two chapters of the psalms like for instance chapter 13 and 14 whatever it is um and then what I do is I I move on to the call map. So I'll throw my big Bose headphones on or whatever I have, and I'll put that on with a blanket on my porch or back porch or whatever it is. 
and I'll do my meditation. The meditation takes about 20 minutes or so, and I'll do my deep breathing exercises during that. And while I'm doing that, the Calm app maybe will guide you through something. There's also unguided meditation where you can kind of guide yourself if you get, if you get good enough at this. And the important thing to know about meditation is that it's, it's like a muscle. You, you can't just do it once, and it's not like riding a bike where you do it once and you know it for the rest of your life. It's really like a muscle where you get stronger and stronger the more you do it, and then the more you stop doing it, you have to go back to getting stronger. So you're actually strengthening these mental muscles in here. So I've gotten good at it, and so I'm able to do some unguided stuff or some guided stuff, depends. But what I do during the meditation is I pray through the Psalms. So the Psalms I read, I'm praying through those in my mind, right? And I'm working on that and getting... And, and focusing my mind heavily on whatever God said to me in those moments. And like I said, for you, it might not be the Bible. It might be something else. But for me, it's the Psalms. Um, because that's what I feel like is is true for me. Okay? And so I'm praying through those things and, and for 20 minutes. Then what I do, I finish my Calm app. So I've, I've got my Bible done. I've got my, um, my Calm app done. I pull off my headphones. And then I open up my Bible. And in my Bible, I've got a couple sticky notes of people that... That, uh, that I'm praying for, people that I'm talking to God about. So I've got my wife on there, my kids on there, and some other people on there, just whoever God's speaking to me through. And I run down the list of people that I want to pray for, and I'll pray for all of them. And now for, for you, like I said, it might not be praying to a God. It might be maybe you're thankful for those people, and you want to run through saying who you're thankful for in those moments, and you're just thankful for those people. But for me, it helps me take my mind off myself and on others, but also just... For me personally, I'm lifting these people up to God and hoping that he'll do something for them. And so I'm really in touch right now with other people in that mind. So what I've done here is I've done Bible reading. I've studied. I've done meditation where I'm 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 the meditation is where I'm feeling I'm letting God speak to me. And I'm also getting mentally clear and, and, and honing in my ment my mentality for the day. And then now I'm going through my prayer where I'm praying through for other people. I'm praying for my health and my longevity as well. I'm praying through whatever it is I'm praying through. So then after those moments, it's time to kind of relax. I feel so much better. It's time to go back into the house. I'm going to the house. My daughter's probably awake. My son's probably awake. I'm giving them kisses, talking to them about their morning. They're usually screaming and throwing food everywhere. <laughs> but when you meditate and you pray and you, and you, and you get in touch and just get some solitude, you're able to better, better handle those stressful moments. And so I go back into the house and I'm able to focus and relax in those moments. And so, so I'm handling that uh, pretty well. I head to the kitchen and I usually do one of two things. Well, well, the first thing is I always do an inflammation scavenger smoothie in the morning. You're, I'm gonna put that on, like I said, I'm gonna link that for you guys. I always do one of those. It's got about three cups of greens veggies. It's got about, it's got one beet. It's got about a half to a whole avocado depending. It's got some turmeric, some rosemary, some cinnamon, some stevia leaf extract, sometimes some chia seeds, um, some olive vera juice sometimes. I'll throw just kind of whatever I'm feeling in for that day. But I love a nice anti-inflammatory smoothie to start the day with lots of greens because it, the, all the, the dense nutrients are gonna help fuel me for the day. But also, I play football, I've got lots of inflammation, I'm sure, and I wanna make sure I'm, as, I'm sure as anti-inflammatory as possible. And I encourage you guys to do something similar uh, as well. I've got the recipe online. Um, and I walk, and I'll have that smoothie. And then, lastly, really, I want to make sure I'm non-judgmental to my wife and kids. I'll give them hugs and kisses, and I'm out the door. And that's what it is. And so for me, usually next is a workout. 
Um, it could be a workout, it could be a run, it could be conditioning, it could be walking the dog, it could be headed right to work, whatever it is though. The thing is, it doesn't matter what it really is because I'm ready for the day. I'm ready for the day based on all of the things that we talked about. So what about you guys? I mean, what's your, what's your morning routine look like? And how can it change? Have you learned anything today? Is there anything you can get better at? That's what's so important, guys. Like I said, I want to reiterate the most important thing that I'm going to talk about. That first hour of your day is an investment on the rest of your life. The first hour of your day is an investment on the rest of your life. Don't think about it as wasting time. It's an investment. When you put money in your savings account, don't expect to gather interest on that. That money is not working. It's insurance. You don't earn interest on insurance because insurance is meant is to be there as an investment in case things go wrong. That's what you want. It's not it's not it's not an hour to multiply your business with. It's an hour to work multiply your life and your years with. So remember that. Well, guys, I'm super thankful that you were able to listen to my first solo podcast. Definitely leave a review on iTunes. Very excited that you can join me. But please get that morning routine in order. And until next time, 